0: Greetings in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ on this Ascension Sunday. We begin with a hymn, a hymn a song of praise that's sung through out the Christian church, Holy, 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 Lord God almighty. Ascension Sunday. Our calendar year runs January to December. Our congregational year runs September to August. But the church year runs through Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. This morning we conclude the Easter season with this Ascension Sunday. Jesus, born in Bethlehem, for three years taught, healed manifested the love of God even unto the cross crucified but raised from the dead and for 40 days he lingered with his friends to convince them of the reality of the resurrection and then he ascended to glory this is a beautifully illustrated medieval illumination imagining the scene of the ascension Someone with a good sense of humor recently jested that Jesus, upset that his disciples were not following physical distancing guidelines, decided to work now from home. Well, not quite. The Ascension is an image that attempts to speak a mystery, a spatial image that imagines heaven as being up there. Perhaps it would be better to speak about Jesus returning to the center of time and space. But be that as it may, the point of the ascension is that Jesus has opened up a way for humanity to follow him into the full presence of the Holy One, to follow him from this world into another, from this life into the next, to follow him home. I invite you to read with me Selected verses from Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with a cry of joy. For the Lord Most High is to be feared. The great sovereign over all the earth. God has gone up with a shout. With the sound of the ram's horn. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our sovereign, sing praises. For God is sovereign over all the earth. Sing praises with all your skill. God reigns over the nations. And sits upon the holy throne. The nobles of the peoples have gathered together with the people of the God of Abraham.
1: The rulers of the earth belong to God.
0: Who is highly exalted. Amen. We began our readings from God's Holy Word with words of the Old Testament found in Psalm 47. We continue now with two readings from the New Testament. The first of these from the Gospel according to Matthew, the very concluding words of this Gospel, the ascension of Jesus during which Jesus himself describes the Holy One as three in one. This emphasis is taken up again in the concluding words of a letter to the Christians of Corinth. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Kathleen will read these two passages for us.
2: Let us pray. Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voices but your own, so that we may hear your word and heed it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading this morning is from the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember... I am with you always to the end of the age. And our second reading today is in Second Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen, and thanks be to God for the readings of his holy scriptures.
0: Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be found now acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning we return one last time to the St. Martin Cross that stood on the island of Iona of Scotland for the past 1,200 years. And this morning, I invite you to join with me in looking at the circle on this cross, this distinctive feature of this cross and of most Celtic crosses. Some have suggested that the circle is a very practical innovation of ancient artisans who were commissioned to raise high crosses from great slabs of stone and were afraid that the arms would crack off with time, so they added a circle for strength. Well, according to some others, however, the circle was introduced by Patrick himself when he returned to the lands of his slavery in order to share the gospel. Well, during his time initially with the Celts, he had learned how they looked to and even worshipped the sun. So he added the circle to the cross as a symbol of the warmth and life-giving properties of the gospel. And he placed, however, the circle always behind the bars of the cross to highlight that it was in Jesus Christ that their yearning found fulfillment. Well, whatever the history may actually be, this circle on the cross speaks to me today. As the Celtic Christians raised that cross high to point to the Holy One, The circle adds another dimension for me. It highlights for me the eternal nature of the Holy One. What we have seen in the Holy One, in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus during those brief years upon this earth is so good, so healing, so strengthening. But there is more. There is more than the Holy One we have seen. IN THAT CIRCLE ON THIS CROSS, I HEAR THE HOLY ONE DECLARE, AS THROUGH THE PROPHET ISAIAH, I AM THE FIRST AND THE LAST. AND I ALSO HEAR THE PEOPLE DECLARE, AS IN PSALM 90, FROM EVERLASTING TO EVERLASTING, YOU ARE GOD. A CIRCLE IS BY DEFINITION UNENDING, AND THIS CIRCLE REMINDS ME OF ETERNITY, the eternity of God. But it also, I hear an invitation in that circle. In the same way that we can gaze as far as possible on this rounded earth, but there's always more beyond the horizon. In the same way I can go to the shores of Lake Ontario and be dazzled by the light and the color upon the surface of the water, but know there is more, much more below. In the same way, there is more, much more, to time. The Celtic Christians had a very developed sense of time. They understood time to be not only chronological or linear of one experience or one emotion after another, of one generation or one millennium after another, of one scientific advance or one war or one pandemic, one after the other. They had a perception of time, of all time, of all seasons and circumstances being within the circle of God's presence and promises. Wherever we are, whoever we are, we are circling around the Eternal One who is at the center of our orbits. They understood that at the heart of time, at the heart of experience, there is God and the love and blessing of God known in Jesus Christ. And they also entered so fully into the mystery of the Holy One that they understood that this same God at the center of time and life also stands at the boundaries, protecting and nurturing all within. An unending circle speaks to me of God's eternal being, but it also speaks to me of God's own character, a character that is dynamic and relational. According to tradition, Early in his ministry, in the 5th century, Patrick was asked by two Celtic princesses who were not Christian. They asked him, who is God? Of whom is God? Where is God's dwelling? How can this God be seen? How is this God to be loved? Where is this God to be found? In response... Patrick is said to have declared his faith in a way very different than that became normative in, for example, what we call the Apostle or the Nicene creeds. Our God, God of all peoples, God of heaven and earth, seas and rivers, God of sun and moon and of all the stars, God of high mountain and lowly valleys, God over heaven and in heaven and under heaven. He has a dwelling in heaven and earth and sea and in all things that are in them. He inspires all things. He quickens all things. He is over all things. He supports all things. He makes the light of the sun to shine. He has a son co-eternal with himself and the Holy Spirit breathes in them. Not separate are the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God inspires all things. God supports all things. I hear Patrick declare the holiness of the earth, the sacredness of time, a definition of this world in which... That which is natural and that which is divine are entwined. A description of salvation history woven into our daily history. And Patrick brings all of this together with those concluding words of one God known as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This understanding of God as the three in one had implications for how the Celts themselves understood their lives as Christians. Also attributed to Patrick is the poem we just heard sung. I bind unto myself this day the strong name of the Trinity. This three-in-one is Patrick's shield against harm, his protection for life this one God known in different ways, but of one intent and one love. The creator caring for us, the savior living for us, the spirit accompanying us. And as with God, within God's own being, a community of love and life. As within God's own being, not monolithic, but conversational and dynamic, mutually respectful and mutually committed, so are God's people to live as God lives. So are God's people to live in community. And in fact, the more community we live in as human beings, holding together diversity of expression with unity of love, the more we know and honor the God of community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This circle speaks to me of God, the Eternal One who fills all time and every dimension of every day, a circle that speaks to me of the one true God who is Trinity and a call for us as God's people to live in this time and this place in community. I'll conclude now by inviting you to hear with me both these dimensions as developed by Celtic Christians in some of the prayers of their tradition. Think about a woman in a small hut in the Outer Hebrides who starts her day by splashing her face with three palmfuls of water. THE PALMFUL OF THE GREAT GOD OF LIFE, THE PALMFUL OF THE CHRIST OF LOVE, THE PALMFUL OF THE SPIRIT OF PEACE, TRIUNE OF GRACE. AND FOLLOW HER AS THIS WOMAN NOW GOES TO MAKE HER BED. I MAKE THIS BED IN THE NAME OF THE FATHER, THE SON AND THE HOLY GHOST, IN THE NAME OF THE NIGHT WE WERE CONCEIVED, IN THE NAME OF THE NIGHT THAT WE WERE BORN. In the name of the day we were baptized, in the name of each night, each day, and each angel that is in the heavens." And this woman goes from her bed to kindle the fire. I will kindle my fire this morning in the presence of the holy angels of heaven. God kindle thou in my heart a flame of love to my neighbor to my foe, to my friend, to my kindred all, to the brave, to the knave, to the thrall, O son of the loveliest Mary, from the lowliest thing that liveth, to the name that is highest of all. The prayers of these Celtic Christians are not some formal exercises or routines. Their prayers are a way of life. Life that has lived with the Eternal One at the center and upon the boundaries. Within God's encircling arms, they live. These are prayers of a people who are busy from dawn to dusk, but they live with care and obedience and assurance with the help of the Trinity. And so the prayers go from the beginning of the day to the end of the night. I am lying down tonight as beseems in the fellowship of Christ, Son of the Virgin, in the fellowship of the gracious Father of glory, in the fellowship of the Spirit of powerful aid. I am lying down tonight with God, and tonight God will lie down with me I will not lie down tonight with sin, nor shall sin or sin's shadow lie down with me. I am lying down tonight with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit this night will lie down with me. I will lie down this night with the three of my love, and the three of my love will lie down with me. I thank God for this St. Martin's Cross, AND THE BEAUTIFUL WITNESS OF THE CELTIC CHRISTIANS. THE HIGH CROSS OF JESUS POINTING US TO THE HOLY ONE. THE ENGRAVINGS UPON THIS CROSS SPEAKING OF THE PRESENCE OF GOD WOVEN THROUGHOUT OUR DAILY LIVES. AND AT THE HEART OF THIS CROSS, AT THE INTERSECTION OF ITS beams, A MOTHER HOLDING A CHILD, GOD HOLDING US. AND THE LOCATION OF THIS CROSS out in the open, declaring that the Holy One is known in that other book also, that book of creation, and that circle reminding us of eternity and community of both God and Christians. So may it be. Circle us, Lord. Keep faith within, keep hatred out. Keep joy within, keep fear out. Keep peace within, keep worry out. Keep light within, keep darkness out. May you stand in the circle with us, today and always. Amen. Let us pray. O God, most high, as daffodils and tulips open their beauty, as the birds greet the morning with their song, we now begin this week opening our lives to your presence and lifting up to you our praise. We praise you for this world of wonder in which you've placed us. We praise you that Christ has ascended and that he alone is the Lord of our lives. When we're overwhelmed or afflicted, he is our hope and trust. In our darkness, he is our light. For our wounds, he is healing. For our burdens, he is rest. O God, we are mortals before your eternity. We are dust before your glory. But Jesus has ascended to your right hand, and now, by your Spirit, he draws us up to his side. AND TO YOU. AND SO WE PRAY, REVIVE US GENTLY AND WORK UPON US POWERFULLY. PUT YOUR LAW INTO OUR HEARTS AND OPEN OUR MINDS TO YOUR PERSPECTIVES. HOLY GOD, WE'VE SEEN YOU IN CHRIST, AND NOW WE PRAY FOR THE CHURCH OF CHRIST, THE CHURCH THAT IS THE LIVING BODY OF THE LIVING LORD. We pray for the Church of Christ in all its dimensions, Orthodox, Protestant, and Roman Catholic. And we pray that we might together truly bear witness to our Lord in every land and among all people. And so we pray this morning for our partners in the gospel in, in Palestine, in Guatemala, in Malawi, in Taiwan. Holy God, this Jesus in whom we've seen you is now ascended, and he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so we remember Mayor Patterson and Premier Ford, Prime Minister Trudeau, Governor General Payet, and our Queen Elizabeth. We pray for all who govern us. We pray for the rulers of the world that they may be wise, recognizing the one before whom they must bow in the world to come and acknowledge the peace and justice that they must work in this world today. We remember all who provide leadership in every sphere of human activity, and we ask, O God, that they might help us reshape this world for the common good and the good of all creation. Holy God, in Jesus now ascended, we have your... we, your people, have a great counselor and a comforter, AND SO WE PRAY NOW FOR THOSE AMONG US FOR WHOM THIS IS A DAY OF SUFFERING, FOR THOSE WHO STRUGGLE WITH INSECURITY IN FINANCE OR RELATIONSHIP, FOR THOSE CONFRONTING PHYSICAL FRAILTY AND EMOTIONAL TURMOIL, FOR THOSE AT A DISTANCE FROM LOVED ONES AND THOSE DEALING WITH THE LOSS OF LOVED ONES. OH GOD, YOU KNOW THEIR NEEDS AND WE NOW LAY THEM BEFORE YOU IN THE SILENCE OF OUR HEARTS. FOR YOU ARE GOD. HEAR US AS WE PRAY. ETERNAL GOD, WE OFFER UP TO YOU THESE our PRAYERS. IN THE NAME OF CHRIST, THROUGH THE INTERCESSION OF CHRIST AND IN THE FELLOWSHIP OF THE BODY OF CHRIST, HE WHO IS OUR ASCENDED AND LIVING LORD. So all glory be to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this day and always. Hear us as we continue together in the words we have been given. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his favor upon you and grant you peace this Ascension Sunday and always. Amen.